the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. When it comes to God's Word, we can't just pick and choose. We have to receive the whole counsel of God, as we'll see next. Welcome to Times of Refreshing with our teacher and pastor, Napoleon Kaufman. From the well, a Christian community here in Livermore, California. So when it comes to God's Word, are you one of those that just kind of opens the book up, points, reads, and takes that bit of verse for the day? You know, context can often change one little verse quite drastically. It's the whole counsel of God that we're called and admonished to chase after and receive. And that's what we're doing today, helping us understand what it means to receive the whole counsel of God. With today's broadcast of Times of Refreshing, once again, Pastor Napoleon Kaufman. One of the things that we have to learn to do as saints is, is to receive the whole counsel of God. The whole counsel of God. The Bible says, line upon line, precept upon precept, here a little, there a little. Our job is to receive from the Word of God. And I think what happens to us if we are not watchful, because the, the Bible is broken up into, you know, different sections and parts in the Old Testament and the New Testament and then the Pauline epistles and the Gospels. And we know the Bible is broken up. And sometimes if we're not watchful, we'll just camp out around a certain aspect of the scriptures and not really desire to, to eat the whole counsel of God. And if we're not watchful, we can cause ourselves to become what I would, what I would say malnutrition with the gospel. We're not whole. We're not healthy. Because we're only major on, on one area and aspect of, of the message that God has released through this holy canon. But how many know we got to eat the whole scroll? Amen. The whole thing. And we should have good understanding of the whole counsel of God. Apostle Paul in Acts chapter 20 is, is and we're going to see this, is getting ready to make transition in his own life and, and in regards to his relationship with the church of Ephesus. And as he's going through this process, we see some verses here that really jump out. And, and then we see something that he says here that I think all of us should really, really learn from. It says from Miletus... He sent Apostle Paul to Ephesus and called for the elders of the church. And when they had come to him, he said to them, You know from the first day that I came to Asia, in what manner I always lived among you. For Apostle Paul, Christianity was not just a belief system. It was a lifestyle. Christianity is not just a belief system. It is a lifestyle. It is a belief system that, that results in a lifestyle that reflects Christ. 
And so you can believe that God is real. You can believe that God, you know, uh, the Bible says that the demons believe and they tremble. But true, authentic Christianity is about, it's an also a lifestyle. And so Apostle Paul says, he says here, you know, verse 18, from the first day that I came to Asia, in what manner I always lived among you. Serving the Lord with all humility, with many tears and trials, which happened to me, he says, by the plotting of the Jews. He walked with Christ. He loved Christ. He was intimate with Christ. But that does not mean that he did not have tears and trials and problems. And I don't know if you figured it out yet, but as a Christian, sometimes you're going to have some issues. Amen. And if you hadn't had them yet, just get yourself ready because life can be full of issues at times. But Apostle Paul is very, is very clear that he knew what had happened to him. But how he served the Lord with humility, even in the midst of the things in which had come his way. He says in verse 20, how I kept back nothing that was helpful or profitable. He says, but proclaimed it to you and taught you publicly and from house to house. He says, testifying to the Jews and also to the Greeks, repentance towards God and faith toward he says, the Lord Jesus Christ. I love this because this is the heart of the message. You know, if we're really going to get to know the Lord Jesus Christ and have faith in who he is, we need a message that not only just incorporates the love of God, but also repentance towards God. And this is a word that has been taken out of the gospel. The power, there's power in repentance. There's strength in repentance. When you change your mind and go in a different direction, it affects change in your life. And not only does it have an impact on you, it impacts other people. And for us, we never want to take the word repentance out of the gospel. Apostle Paul said, this is the first thing. Look what he says. He says in verse 21, testifying to the Jews and also to the Greeks, repentance towards God and faith toward our Lord Jesus Christ. He says, and see now I go bound in the spirit to Jerusalem, not knowing the things that will happen to me there, except that the Holy Spirit testifies in every city, saying that chains and tribulations await me. Isn't that amazing? He said, I know this is what God is saying. It's not the devil. He said, God is showing me through the power of the Holy Spirit that there's going to be change, that this is part of, of, of my lot, if you will, that I'm taking the gospel to uncharted territories, to regions where there's going to be volatility and there's people that are not going to like what I have to say and that this is part of what I'm going to do. But I love Apostle Paul. He was willing to go anyway, amen. He was willing to press through with his purpose anyway. He says in verse 24, listen to his heart. But none of these things move me, nor do I count my life dear to myself, so that I may finish my race with joy. So that I may finish. Somebody say finish. It is clear in his mind that, that I have a mission and I'm going to get it done. And he said to finish it with joy. Now, he just said that chains and persecution, these things await him, but yet they did not stop him from having his joy. Amen. The joy of completing the task, the joy of finishing the race, the joy of getting the job done. 
The joy of finishing. It's possible to, to go through a tough situation, circumstances, and, and, and have, but yet still have joy. You see this when people run. They run marathons. And they run races. And you were watching the Olympics are on now. And you, we were watching the other day in the Olympics. And, and the, the women were, you know, I don't know the name of that one thing where they were cross-country skiing. And they, were, and they get to the finish line and bam, and they just fall out. All the ladies, everybody fell out at the same time. And everybody, but, but there's, a, there's, there's pain, but there's what? That's how our life should be. When Jesus said, I'm getting ready to take you home, my prayer is for every single one of us, we say, I experienced some pain, but I experienced, but the joy is still set before me. I have joy knowing that I finished my course. It wasn't easy, but I finished my course. I left a mark. I was obedient to Christ. I got it done. And listen to what Apostle Paul is saying. This is what he's saying. He says, but none of these things move me. Nor I, do I count my life dear to myself so that I may finish my race with joy and the ministry which I received from the Lord Jesus to testify to the gospel of the grace of God. He says, and indeed now I know that you all among whom I have gone preaching the kingdom of God will see my face no more. He says, therefore, I testify to you this day that I am innocent of the blood of all men. Why? For I have not shunned to declare to you the whole counsel of who? Of God. Of who, saints? Of God. I love this. He says, I'm innocent because I told you the whole message. I'm innocent because I gave you a complete picture of the message. And not only that, but he said he lived it. He says, I'm innocent from the blood of all men. No one can say that I held anything back. No one can say that I I hid this part of the message and I gave only this part of the message. He said, I'm innocent of the blood of all men. And my prayer is, is that for every single person under the sound of my voice, that we have this same testimony. That we're innocent from the blood of all men. Why? Because we didn't just paint one picture of the gospel we painted the whole picture of the gospel we didn't tell people just this part of who god is and not share with them that part and so we have to learn to receive the whole counsel of god and and then share the whole counsel of god and apostle paul was really really bent on making sure that he did this and i wrote this down in order to make people whole we must declare the whole counsel of God. If we're going to make people whole, we've got to share the whole message. If we're going to make people whole, they've got to receive and believe the whole counsel of God. And the key here, and I wrote this down, the key here is a balanced position is the hardest position to maintain. A balanced position. And this is the position that Apostle Paul, he he embraced. He was strong when it came to preaching the grace of God. But he was also strong when it came to preaching and delivering the truth of God. He was strong when it came to teaching people about marriage. He was strong when it came to teaching people about uh, prospering and being blessed. But he also is the same one that said that he's learned how to abound 
and also to be abased and that he can do all things through Christ that strengthened him. He had a healthy balance in his ministry and in his life. And I think we need the same thing when it comes to presenting the gospel, that balanced position. That, I, I, I'm, that I'm not just strong in this area, I'm also strong in that area. And this area of strength makes me balanced in this area of strength. And so for all of us, we have to embrace this aspect of the gospel. Our job as individuals and as leaders is to get into the deliberations to find out what God is saying now. His counsel now. He said, I am not shunned to declare to you the whole, he said what? Counsel of God. The whole counsel. The counsel of God is God's will. The counsel of God is God's purpose. His intentions. His intentions as a, refl- as a result of reflections, God sits back and he's, he's constantly uh, processing how things play out and how things he knows in your life exactly which way to go and, and how. And, and he dispenses wisdom and it's our job to tap into that counsel even through scripture so that we're always in tune with the spirit of God. It's his counsel. It's his decree. What has God decreed? His deliberations and reflections. If I'm going to teach the whole counsel of God, I've got to learn how to get in front of the counselor. I've got to understand the counselor. I've got to get in his presence. I have to develop a prayer life, a consistent study life, study habits. I have to learn to be diligent. I have to learn to be teachable. I have to learn to be quiet. I've got to learn to be patient. I've got to learn to be patient because sometimes God dispenses his counsel and knowledge and he doesn't do it at our pace. He does it at his pace based on his understanding of our specific need at that moment. So he knows what I need and he dispenses his counsel. Even when it comes to reading the Bible, it takes time to understand the scripture. Just because you read, one, you read a scripture one time doesn't mean that you got it. Can I have an amen? amen. And, and you can try to quote it. You know, you could try to. I remember when I first got saved and my wife would tell you, I, you know, I'm, I'm trying to remember all the verses and all the verses. And I'm trying to and I'm, uh, you know, I can do all things through Christ who strengthened me. And, I, and I'm quoting them to myself. And I'm and it, But what happens is it's not until the Holy Spirit quickens it and makes it alive in your spirit. Because memory isn't just here. It's here. It's here. It's in you. And the Bible says that the Holy Spirit will bring all things to your remembrance whatsoever things that Jesus has spoken to us. So we have to learn, saints, to be very, very diligent to position ourselves, though, through getting into the word, letting the scripture come to us, receiving the counsel of God, getting into the deliberations with the counselor so that when we begin to give counsel through the scripture, it's balanced. It's not just based on our feeling at the moment. A lot of times people like scriptures based on just what they're going through at the moment. Well, that's my favorite scripture back in 1917. What's your favorite scripture now? I got a new one. God said that he would destroy my enemies and kill everybody. Not, you know. What I'm saying is you can't pick a favorite scripture solely based on what you're going through in the moment. 
Because it's all good. Can I have an amen? It's all good. And so for us, we have to be very, very diligent to make sure that we're spending time with the counselor. And this is the reason why. Look down here in verse verse 28. He says, therefore, take heed to yourselves and to all the flock among which the Holy Spirit has made you overseers. He's talking to these elders and he calls them overseers. He says to shepherd the church of God, which he purchased with his own blood. So elders' responsibilities are to oversee, but they're also called to shepherd. There's a pastoral element to every elder within a local church. He says in verse 29, For I know this, that after my departure, savage wolves will come in among you, not sparing the flock. He's telling them that. He's prophesying. He's declaring. Why? Because he says it here in verse 30. He says also from among yourselves men will rise up speaking perverse things to draw away disciples after themselves. You know, I think this is important that we get this because for us as saints of God, everything that sounds good isn't always accurate or truthful and that's why we have to have balance when it comes to the scripture so that we're able to weigh things and when we're receiving messages we're receiving the whole counsel of God we've sat before God we're learning to be taught we're learning to be instructed not only by God but people that God has placed in our lives but we always weigh things by the Bible And it's line upon line, precept upon precept, here a little, there a little. We learn to glean the whole council and not just camp out around one specific area because what it does is it leads to deception, amen? And we want to be very, very cautious of this and learn to spend time with the Lord and get into his word and understand what the Bible says. Saints, I will say this to you, and and this is part of the reason why I'm preaching this, um, It is sad, and this isn't an indictment against anyone. It just means that we all, including myself, can do a better job. There, the church is not, and I'll say this like this. Right now, in the body of Christ, there is a famine when it comes to the word of God. It's a famine. People, people want the spectacular and the wow and the lay me on that, you know, play hands on me. There's no quick fix for this. You got to get into the word. Can I have an amen? It's not going to just, you got to work the word. Amen. We got to learn to work the word and get in the word. And when we read scriptures that pertain to maybe our situation, we learn, we learn to meditate on them and, and work, work on them and believe them and trust in the word of God and, and go down swinging with the word of God. I don't know what he said, she said, but I know what the Bible said. This is what the Bible said. We got to learn to get back into the word. Well, I don't understand it. Well, get somebody to help you and most importantly, ask the Holy Spirit to help you to understand But what happens for us saints, we don't make the investment and take time to get in here and spend time in the word of God. Apostle Paul said very clearly to these individuals that people would come in not sparing the flock. And part of it is because they did not receive what Apostle Paul was saying concerning the whole counsel of God. And watch it, saints. 
We cannot be individuals that just receive messages that are appealing to our flesh. We want messages that are going to get down in our spirit and stabilize us. And sometimes the truth hurts, amen, but it's necessary to make us whole. And in this church, you know, and let me, let me go back just for a minute. And we know we planted this church. I used to preach on the prophetic all the time, preach on the apostolic, all that stuff that we talked about. And I teach, we still teach on it in different ministries here in the church. I don't do it as much from the pulpit because we've really established it here in the church. And then there's other areas where we can get those kind of ministry, get that kind of ministry in those areas, those specific areas. But over the last couple of years, God has really been, and you guys see this, has been really dealing with me about just becoming a authentic Christian. Not just focusing on somebody being an apostle or a prophet or an evangelist or a pastor or a teacher and going off and changing the world. We need some people, amen, that just, they go to work and they work faithfully on their job. That they're taking care of their, their, their kids and their, and their wives and their husbands, amen? That, 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 that just the basics of just being a solid Christian, just being a man or a woman of God, just being, and that happens when we start eating the whole counsel of God. And those areas are necessary. God will do that for, for purpose to get us in position. But, but the big thing is this. When somebody comes to you and they're asking you about ministry and different things like that, my, my prayer is, is that people say, well, the first thing we're looking at, well, how is, his, how is his family life? Not can he preach. Is he faithful on his job? Because that's ministry too. But people don't, saints, people want, they want to, they want to change the world. But they don't want to change their clothes and go to work. I'm going to leave that alone. I don't want to leave. I don't want to lose no more members. <laughs> Ephesians chapter 4. <laughs> I'm going to keep preaching anyway. Amen. If there's two people up in here, you know I'm going to preach. <laughs> Look at this. Now, he's given us certain ministry gifts. Ephesians chapter 4, verse 11 on down. Apostles and prophets and evangelists and pastors and teachers. And, and our job is to help us so that we, from a doctrinal standpoint, from a scriptural standpoint, from a word standpoint, we're getting the whole counsel of God. Look what he says in verse 11. He says, And he himself, Jesus, gave some to be apostles, some prophets, some evangelists, and some pastors and teachers. For the equipping of the saints, for the work of ministry, for the edifying of the body of Christ. Till we all come to the unity of the faith and of the knowledge of the Son of God, to a perfect man, to the measure of the stature of the fullness, he says, of Christ. Look at verse 14. He says that we should no longer be children tossed to and fro and carried about by every wind of what? Doctrine. By the trickery of men. He says in the cunning craftiness of deceitful plotting he says but speaking the truth in love may grow up in all things into him who is the head who christ and this is the goal the goal is christ 
The goal, and I will preach this until the Lord returns. The goal is for us to be transformed into the image and likeness of Jesus Christ from glory to glory, even as by the spirit of the living God. And God gives us ministry gifts to help us to get, like Apostle Paul said, to give us the whole counsel of God so that we can be stabilized and we're not tossed to and fro by every wind of doctrine. Because the winds of doctrine, they blow. And they'll blow in this direction. And everybody focuses on that. And they get involved. And then they blow in this direction. And if you're, watch, we're not, if you're not watchful, all of us can get to a place in our lives where we're not stable. And that's why we need the anchor of the Word of God. You're listening to Times of Refreshing with Pastor Napoleon Kaufman from The Well, a Christian community here in Livermore, California. As we close out our time together today, we invite you to reach out to us. Let us know that you're listening and this program is encouraging you on a daily basis. We'd love to hear from you. Now, there's a couple of ways you can reach out to us. By phone, of course, and that number is 925-292-7800. Again, 925 925- 292-7800. Or write to us, Times of Refreshing, 2333 Neeson Drive, Livermore, California. The zip code is 94551. While we would normally invite you to join us here on campus for worship services, we're not able to do that. So what we would invite you to do is join us online. Now, there are three ways you can do that. You can either visit our church app, and if you don't have that on your smartphone or your tablet, you're more than welcome to visit your favorite store and download it for free. Or go to our website, thewellchurch.net, or visit our YouTube channel for our weekly message at 10.30 in the morning. Pastor Napoleon will share a message from the Lord just like he used to with his program, Hope of Glory. And we're praying and standing on His truth during this time and remembering God is in control. For God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. Thank you again for spending time with us here today on Times of Refreshing. Until next time, God bless. God bless.